Field. And Eddie, we got a new national champion in college basketball. Oh my goodness gracious. How you doing there, Jeff? I'm doing well, buddy. There, there, there's one thing that we have is a new national champion in college basketball. And you know something? I can't wait to talk about Tiger Woods. Yep. My buddy. Tiger Woods is making a comeback. And you know something? Who's the guy that you predicted that was going to be back in St. Louis? We'll tell him after the uh, when we get into that segment. I had my uh, my crystal ball out and I got that one right. You know the sun does shine on a dog's behind every once in a while, and I yeah. I was right about and then that we one. Got, we got the five QBs in the NFL draft. This is going to be interesting, Eddie, because this is not a strong quarterback draft, but there are teams that need quarterbacks, so there are going to be guys that are going to be drafted higher than they probably would have had there been a couple better quarterbacks in this draft, but there aren't, and these teams need to make decisions. There's still still movement that needs to happen. There was a trade, actually, the Eagles... And the New Orleans Saints made a trade where New Orleans got a couple picks from the Eagles. And I'm thinking to myself, is New Orleans trying to put together a package (laughs) to send to Cleveland to get Baker Mayfield? Because that's a guy that could go to that team and change that franchise. Baker Mayfield will change that franchise. He's like a Drew Brees. They're, They're smaller guys. But they know how to win. Yeah, it's and interesting. Boy, that would be a smart move for New Orleans. Yeah, I, uh, I got I caught a little flack for saying that earlier this week, but uh, I feel like there's a possibility that are, they are trying to put something together. A lot of people think that people are going to wait for Baker Mayfield to be cut because obviously Cleveland's not going to carry those two quarterbacks. But why would they cut him with the Deshaun Watson drama that still exists and the possibility he won't play? We'll have to talk about that and more when we get back after this on Mouthing Off All Over the World. Mouthing Off All Over the World. Mouthing Off All Over the World. This is Mouthing Off all over the world with Fast Eddie Mansfield. And Eddie, WrestleMania 38, Roman Reigns takes home both titles. Well, you know something? Roman Reigns is is the king of the WWE. And now you see why he is the, the, the king. And uh, he's the tribal chief he's he took over for my good friend rocky johnson and the the bottom line is this you know it's a unified uh championship and you know what what's really interesting jeff is that i want to see what happens 
with Raw and SmackDown because before you had two titles, you know what I mean? And now you got one title. So does Roman Reigns appear on Raw and SmackDown or what? That's the deal. And you know something? There's a billion dollars on the line, so I'm sure he's going to appear on both of them. How about that? Well, I mean, if he's going to be the fresh new face that uh, they're putting out there, it would obviously make a lot of sense to have him on as many broadcasts as humanly possible. And with the pressure that's being put on the WWE by the AEW, I believe that they're going to start trying to get their big names and big faces out there as much as humanly possible to uh, to try to win the battle of wrestling that for the first time in a long time is a legitimate thing you know the market was cornered there for for about a yeah. what about a decade since the Turner stuff yeah, kind of went away and and yeah. so it looks like there's a new kid in town the new kid in town you know something I had I had a I had a great shot in in the 90s um, to really make an impact with uh, with Universal Studios. And uh, I did. I scared the the bejesus out of them. And um, you got AEW, and you got Tony Khan behind them, and he's got $100 million. That's a lot of bread, and that will do a lot of things. And he just bought uh, Ring of Honor. You know, Vince is saying, "Uh uh-oh, I got a real competitor. But the problem is, you know, Vince has got a damn, he's got three deals like, well, Fox for a billion, NBC for a billion, you know, and, and, and overseas, Saudi Arabia for a billion. So you're talking about that. That's $3 billion right there. Now, Tony Khan's got to step it up and he just lost his, his big guy, Cody Rhodes. And I believe that that Cody Rose was forced out, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm looking forward to you saying this. We were talking about this before, and you have an interesting take on this. Yeah, I just think Jim Ross and and, and Tony uh, Schiavone is a bunch of stooges. Jim Ross is the kiss of death for AEW. They need to fire him and fire him right away because what he did – he was behind the, the scenes, forcing Cody Rhodes out. And he sent him to where? WWE. Because he's he's a always been a kiss-ass to Vince McMahon. And he's never stopped. Yeah, it's and interesting. So, it's interesting that, the, the, that such a big name in WWE history goes over to AEW. And it's such a fresh thing. And one of the first things that he seems to instigate is moving with the biggest name back over right. into Vince's court. So maybe yeah. maybe maybe he's a mole and uh, Mr. Khan if you're listening make the move. You better fire him. Fast Eddie you Mansfield know, demands a move got, be made. Fast Eddie Mansfield tells you and you know that I tell you the truth. Bottom line is you better fire him and Tony Schiavone right away. And you bring in the guy like uh, Kevin Kelly or, or or somebody else that can it can do play by play and 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 put a great guy next to him to do the color because this guy's going to kill your organization 
and you just better be careful. Hey, you sound like me, Eddie. You, you get rid of the old and bring in the new. Hey, what did you think about Vince McMahon's match at WrestleMania? Oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, it's like, you know, you got a 76-year-old guy trying to work. And then what well, really was the worst thing that I've ever seen in the history of the business. Here he is trying to kiss booty with uh, Stone Cold, and he took the worst Stone Cold stunner in Stone Cold's history. It was so bad. I mean, it looked like he came out. You know, I'm looking at this and going, what the hell is he doing to Stone Cold? He's killing him. You know what I mean? Because he didn't. He, he took a, the stunner. If you look at the stunner, that's the worst stunner in the history of Stone Cold, period. Well, and Stone Cold is one of the best there is in the business. Bottom line is Vince McMahon is, is the greatest promoter in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. I don't care. But far as getting his ass in the ring, come on already. You know, that's how come his old man wouldn't let him in because – he wanted to wrestle, and he can't wrestle. You know who can wrestle out of the McMahon family? It's, it's, it's Shane. Shane's one of the best workers I've ever seen in my, my life. I just I just think that, you know, sometimes you need to know your limitations. A man must know his limitations, and Vince doesn't know his limitations. He thinks he can do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do. But you know something? This is not promoting, and he's really good at that. He's yeah. the best there is. There was and a there I'll there never... was a there was a time when Vince McMahon his love for the camera actually paid off because he was good on camera. He could he could uh, he could talk on the mic, and that is that's a that's a good thing in professional wrestling. But his days are done of being on camera and definitely being in the ring. But uh, there may be a new kid in town, uh, former Colts punter and very very successful broadcaster at this point. Pat McAfee lived out his dream right. of yeah. uh, being part Please. of WrestleMania. Yeah, right. How'd he do, Eddie? Well, he did really well. He 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 lived out his dream. I mean, he had a a, a great entrance uh, to to WrestleMania. You know, with the cheerleaders and all the blah blah blah, and and you know something, he fulfilled his dream. Sometimes that's really great to see a person fulfill his dream, even though he's a punter, you know, a punter is a punter. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. You know, in the NFL, a punter is like a, a, a jabroni in wrestling. <laughs> so and the bottom line is that, that Pat, you know, from, from his talk show to, to uh, doing, doing, you know, wrestling commentary, commentating, he fulfilled his dream, and that's all that matters. That's good for him. You and, know, the the WWE with this WrestleMania also decided to bring out another very familiar pop culture name in Johnny Knoxville to right. uh, to wrestle, and they did a jackass-style match, I guess, and uh, anything went for 15 minutes. Well, you minutes. know, uh, the first 15 minutes uh, was pretty much, uh, you know, Johnny Knoxville doing, you know, jackass-style stuff. And, but you know, 
who really won at the end was uh, Sami Zayn. He didn't win the match. He got beat by pinball. But the bottom line was the fans went nuts over him because he did what he needed to do. He was a true wrestler. Johnny Knoxville was was a uh, wannabe. He's an entertainer. Could have been and never was a, a wrestler. And, you know, when I look at stuff like that, being a former pro wrestler and one of the top ten in the damn business for, for you know, ten years, I, I look at a guy like uh, Johnny Knoxville, he's just like a joke. Yeah, you know, you I know don't that? think he was there I to don't wrestle. Give a crap. You yeah. know, and I'm, you know, something. Bottom line is, Jeff, I'm a television producer, and I'm an award-winning television producer. And the bottom line is, I'm an ex-professional wrestler, and I'm very proud of it. And when I look at uh, Johnny Knoxville in there, you know, it's it's a joke. It's a joke on the business. And don't you ever tell me about exposing the business. Because you just expose the business with that jackass in the damn ring. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've, it, I see it as one of those fun things. I mean, they used to roll Donald Trump out there, and uh, just to have a big name and bring in a guy that would have a lot of uh, good on the mic. Yeah, presence. but you didn't need Johnny. Johnny Knoxville is not big enough. To, to, to draw two knobs of goat. Oh, you're crazy. Don, you know Johnny, I mean? Johnny Knoxville is very well-known, and I guarantee you brought a lot of seats and a lot of hey, eyes to WrestleMania. let me ask you a question. How many hey, – hey, let me tell you something. How many seats did he actually draw at WrestleMania? How many seats were how much. many seats were in the building? 40,000? I'd say 5,000 were oh, Johnny Knoxville. More than that. A hundred thousand, then then ten thousand for Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, well, how come? I just don't think I don't think you run in the right. How come the finish? Well, excuse me, you're wrong, because who got over Sammy Zayn, not Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, but Johnny Knoxville's presence that 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 made a huge difference. Hey, presence, my my (laughs) ass, Eddie. You know what? You know something. you know, that's a joke. We got we got to take a break here. We'll be right back after this on Mouthing Off all over the world. off all over the world with fast Eddie Mansfield and Eddie the college basketball national championship Kansas beats North Carolina 72 to 69 Kansas wins the national title in the biggest comeback in the history of the final four they were down 15 coming out of halftime Armando Bocot from uh, the Tar Heels wasn't 100 percent he, he uh, twisted his ankle up in the game against Duke, and uh, he still tied the NCAA record set by David Robinson with 31 double-doubles in the season, 15 rebounds, 15 points with a bad ankle, and 
until the very end of this game, North Carolina had a chance, and uh, they were given a golden opportunity right at the end. There's uh, They're down by three. They give the ball up, and it looks like it's over. Kansas inbounds to a kid who's running up the sideline, and he steps out of bounds. And right. North Carolina gets the ball back with 4.3 seconds, which is an eternity at the end of a basketball game. And uh, they just couldn't manage to, to uh, make a three-pointer. They didn't get the ball to their best three-point shooter in clutch times. And, That's the key. Right and, there, and uh, you know they they made some some uh, less than great decisions in the uh, final minutes of that game. But you know what? We'll give it to Kansas. They played hard. They played well. Nobody was really thinking that they were going to. Gonzaga was the champion. Everybody thought was going to happen. It was an interesting March Madness uh, field of sixty four. You had a. I can't remember St. Peter's that that went far deeper than anyone thought. I mean, it was an upset the first yeah. round, an upset the second round. They made it to the Sweet 16, and then they made it to the Elite Eight, if I'm not mistaken, and then finally lost. And uh, Duke and North Carolina, we talked about it before, would have been a great final, but we got to see them in the the semifinal, and it lived up to the hype. It was a great game. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Coach K went out with his head held high, although he didn't win that game. Team played great. The guys, yeah, you know that that's really sad because you know I'm a Coach K fan forever, uh, and and if you love college basketball, you will be a, a Coach K fan forever. This guy is a winner, not only winner in college, but he's a winner in the Olympics. He's winner everywhere he's ever done, and 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 when I when I look at, at Coach K, he's an example of what you can be in life. He will teach you to be the best that you can be, because he showed without the greatest talent in the world or great at this, great at that, that you if you believe and you. Put yourself out there. And this is what I believe, Jeff, and you know that about me, that, that you know something? If you believe well enough in yourself that you can make it, you will be somebody. And Coach K became somebody as a legendary coach. Coach K, best recruiter of all time. It's incredible, the kids that he was able to bring in that program. And he... Also, something that gets lost on Coach K was that until very late in his career, his kids stayed in school. They played their entire four years. Absolutely. And they didn't jump to the NBA early when they were available to do so. He kept them in school, kept them playing there, had a lot of success, had a lot of guys that did well in the NBA. So his game translated to the next level. And you know it's it's, you know, it's one, a good one story. Guy, one guy uh, just to, to throw something out. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you a bone. It's Grant Hill. That 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 guy. You know, he went on to the Detroit Pistons and to uh, the Magic. And you know, he was he was special. 
Yeah, Grand you know, barring, special. barring a horrific uh, – well, the injury I don't think was as bad as the surgeries that he got because looking back right. at that, they really did not – fix his foot properly no they the screwed first, him up he had to have That's i think four happened. surgeries he caught a bad break and uh literally and figuratively speaking and well uh, what they should have done jeff was was sent him to uh jim andrews in birmingham and they, they would have fixed him but they 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 stayed in in orlando and you know orlando when you look at the tragic, they 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 blew it in the in the ninety five because they would not fire Brian Hill. They could have had a the they had a could have dynasty with Shaq. Yeah, you know Shaq was leaving though. Come on, Eddie. The kid, no, he wasn't leaving the, at the he time. He was leaving. You, you know what he what? Well, wait a minute. I'm going to give you the whole scoop on this. Please, you want the, please, please, the please do. Let me. I'm going to give you the before scoop. you give me the scoop, Eddie. Let me give you just some history to uh, make sure that we're on the same page here. He was a huge Magic Johnson fan. He went to a school oh, literally to wear Lakers colors in college. He wore Magic Johnson's number. He wore Magic Johnson's number when he got to Orlando. If he would have gone anywhere other than Los Angeles when he left Orlando, I would hear your argument. And I'm interested in hearing your argument and hearing the truth behind all of this because the writing was on the wall that – he was going to eventually play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, who was the general manager of the uh, Magic? At that time, I'm not even sure. You tell me. What is the damn guy's name? Uh, bottom line is, he flew out in a, in a hurry, you know, to match the offer, you know, and it was too late. You know why? Because, because Shaq had always wanted to be a Laker. Shaq. No, no. It, it, no, he wanted really to stay in Orlando, but because, you know, the taxes were better, everything was better, and he could have built uh, an empire here. He went to L.A., and they, they made him the offer, and they couldn't get there quick enough. And I'm trying to think of the GM. I can't believe – I can't remember his name right now, but that's what blew. Let me tell you something. The Orlando Magic – have become the tragic because they ever since they lost Shaq, they lost everything. Well, I'll tell you this: they they do have a problem with keeping big stars here because why? you know why? because it's a small town. I mean, the, no, there's, I, there's no, no I don't buy that. Let me tell you something. OKC, nope. OKC, OKC. Wh- who did they keep? Well, they kept everybody until they didn't want to pay them. And so the problem is with the Orlando Magic, they don't want to pay anybody. And that's, that's, it comes down to this. If you want to be an NBA champion, you got to pay people. And so, you know, you, you, you know what uh, LA's threatening to do right now, don't you? No. To, to, to trade LeBron James to, to Orlando. Well, I mean, it would be interesting because I don't Boy, think LeBron James that'll work would want to right. well, like, he's, a, he's you, on a one-year contract. Hey, hey, let me let me tell you this. What will be really cool is this: if if he comes 
to to uh, Orlando, right? Then they can draft his son, and then that will make him and his son play together in Orlando. That could make something really happen in Orlando. Well, I mean, they don't have to make that trade to get LeBron James to play in Orlando. All they have to do is draft Bronny because LeBron has already said that he's going to play on whatever team drafts Bronny. He's not signing multiple-year deals. But, he's yeah, going to always come. remember, it's all about the damn money. Yeah. It's all about the contract. Well, I'll tell you this much. Uh, I don't know that LeBron James is uh, the guy that you want to bring in to be the cornerstone of your franchise anymore because <laughs> the Los Angeles Yo, Lakers. He's an old guy, man. The Los, Let me tell you something. The Los he's Angeles Lakers are last old, leg. Believe they, me. They, as of right now, are eliminated from the playoffs in the NBA. LeBron James did not make the playoffs, even though they've added – there are 10 teams from each conference that make the playoffs now. Right. And, and I understand. He ain't in them. So clearly LeBron isn't LeBron anymore. Adam Silver came out today and said that, that, Well, that's how come he's coming to Orlando <laughs> because he don't mean anything. Yeah. The Adam <laughs> so, Silver, Adam Silver know, came so, out today. That, that's why they call him the Orlando Tragic. Adam Silver came out today and said that they're going to start having to address the fact that these – stars don't play in every game. They're not playing a full complement of games during a season, which is something that needs to be addressed because when you have a LeBron James or a Kawhi Leonard where fans pay to go watch these guys play and then they sit out with not injured, just taking a day off, and they sit out and they do it 15, 16, up to 20 times a year, the right. fans the fans don't appreciate that. And uh, it looks well, like they're going to start figuring that out. They get screwed. Yeah. You know something? When I was a professional wrestler, I wrestled every single night. I didn't give a dang what what happened. I, I let me tell you something. I've been stabbed seven times. And every time I was stabbed, I wrestled that night. You understand? Yep. And so I don't buy this damn old oh sissy ass stuff that, that they're bringing in the NBA. They've allowed that to happen, and so you got to stop it. Yep, and they're... it's starting to happen. Well, let me finish. It's starting to happen not only in the NBA, the NFL, and everywhere. You know, you either want to be an athlete and get paid the right way and play, or get the hell out of the business. We're back on Mouthing Off All Over the World with Fast Eddie Mansfield. And as you spoke about before, Eddie, I predicted this would happen. Albert Pujols is returning to St. Louis. He'll make his 22nd consecutive opening day start in his return to the Cardinals, which I also predicted. And uh, that did a little something. Absolutely. You know, Jeff, you know, with Albert's start, that matches him with Hank Aaron and Carl Yuskrimski. And that's second on the all-time list behind the great one, Pete Rose, my guy. And, you know, that that shows that he's showed up for 22 straight 
opening days. That's unbelievable. And and Pete Rose showed up for 23. That's pretty strong, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, Pete Rose, because this, this is a very good point and it's a very good thing to talk about. Pete Rose played in the National League his entire career and the National League did not have a designated hitter at that point. And Pete Rose started right. 23 uh, seasons. And uh, Albert Pujols clearly is going to be the DH in St. Louis when he does play. I mean, he could still. So to me, that doesn't, you know, he's not. What are you tying? He should have laced the damn cleats up and went to first base. Yeah, he probably will a few games in the year. He's still a, a usable first baseman. No, I'm talking about now. So uh, baseball ramps up. It, uh, actually, we're less than, uh, at this point, 24 hours away from right. opening day, kicking off. So exciting for me. I'm a big baseball fan. It really, it's an interesting thing because we don't talk about hockey, although if you ever decide that you'd like to, I can talk hockey because that's my favorite sport to watch. But, uh, well, you're a sad human being, but uh, it's okay. It's the best sport on the planet other than baseball. But uh, so until hockey Baseball season is number one and then we'll talk hockey. All okay? right. Yeah. So uh, hockey is is moving into its playoff phase. So I'm still very much invested in hockey in the beginning of baseball season. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch my nationals and they're not going to be good. So it's going to be a rough year to watch them. But the shining sport parts are that I still get to watch Juan Soto play. We brought in Nelson Cruz. We they brought in Nelson Cruz. They've got a young pitcher that they got in the Max Scherzer trade that's going to be fun to watch. But every baseball fan's got to be excited that opening day is going to happen and uh, we're going to get a full slate of games this year. And the coolest thing about that is that they're going to do doubleheaders, but they're not doing those ridiculous seven-inning doubleheaders. They're going to play nine innings the way a baseball. This isn't softball. This isn't right. beer league softball or co-ed softball. It's baseball. We play nine innings. Hey, uh, moving on to uh, golf, a uh, sport that I have. Oh, my boy, Tiger Woods. Let yep. me tell you something. Tiger Woods is uh, what a a comeback. And I'm going to tell you, I got a lot of, lot of, you know, me and Tiger have been friends since the 90s, just to let you know that. And bottom line is this. Tiger, I've always said, that, that even after the wreck in California, he's going to make a comeback. And you know something? He is doing that right now. And you know something? When him and Charlie played that, uh, that game together, I think that it sparked a, a something inside a tiger that, that brought it back, you know, just like with his father. Earl Woods, that I, I just think that it did something to him. It just, it just took him to another level, and he's already at another level. And I think that, let me tell you something, I'm so proud of Tiger. You know, uh, I'll never forget, he used to borrow my, my golf carts at Universal and uh, drive around. And that's Universal Studios, if all you people don't know what that is. And so bottom line is this. <laughs> uh, 
when when you when you look at it, Tiger, he's the best there is, and he was the best there ever was. Him and Arnold Palmer, I think that him and Arnold were the best there ever was. I, I mean, you can talk about Jack Nicklaus all you want to, but he's not Arnold Palmer, and he's not uh, Tiger Woods. No, you know, Arnie and and Tiger definitely. There's an argument to be made there on who was better. Tiger did a lot of great things when he was very young, but uh, you know, Arnold Arnold Palmer probably wasn't afforded the same amount of practice and and ability to play at a younger age that Tiger Woods was. So he didn't show up when he was you know how, what, what the Tiger's first Masters. How old was he? Eighteen? No. Um, he won his first Masters at 21. Yeah, he won it. But was he playing yeah, in it he when he was 18? It. I don't know. I, I don't know, but I know when he won it. Yeah. It, it, it's 21. And bottom line is this. It's like me in my, my athletic career. I, I started, you know, in baseball at 17. And when I went into uh, pro wrestling, I was at 19 years old. And you know that when you're young like that, Jeff, it, it 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 you have to work really hard because you're you're up against old guys and older guys, as I should say. And so that that you got to be the best at what you can do, and that's what Tiger is. Yeah. And yeah. and now when you look at Tiger. God bless him, man. He's been through a lot of, of pain and suffering, you know, through through the injuries. And now he's stepping up and saying, hey, I can win the Masters. If he can overcome these injuries, and he has a lot of golf left in him. He's still a young man in the game of golf. You can play golf in your 60s. So, I mean, the, the kid's got a chance to, you know, really, really – uh, be thought of as the best of all time with no argument there. If, uh, well, if he you can know something, keep it together, I, it, it's, it's, I don't know if he'll ever be the the greatest of all time. And I'm going to tell you why, because when you, when you say that you're the greatest of all time, you, you're going up against a lot, a lot of people. What people should say in the media, he's one of the greatest of all time. I'm not talking about Tiger Woods. I'm talking about whether it's uh, Tom Brady or whether it's whoever. You know what I mean? You're not the greatest of all time because you're really not. If if, if you look at it, you're just not because you got Arnold Palmer. You got all these other guys that that Bobby Jones and 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 people like that 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 paved the way. You know what I mean? For you to be where you are in golf, or you paved the way in football, or you paved the way in baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like Hank Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron is the one of the greatest pure hitters in ever. And you can't tell me that Bobby Bonds is better than Hank Aaron. There's no way. No one would ever say Bobby Bonds was better than Hank Aaron. But his kid Barry, he was pretty good. There's certain things I believe in, and there's certain things I don't. 
and I believe in in history, and I I believe in the the magic that came with that history. That's just me. Hey, listen, let's uh, move on to ranking these uh, top five quarterback prospects. Although, let me say this first of all, this is not going to be a quarterback draft. The first five picks may be linemen. There may be a receiver mixed in there, but a quarterback will not be taken in the first five picks. It's possible that oh, a quarterback. You think so? Yeah, I don't think there's. It's possible a quarterback won't be taken with the first ten picks, and uh, it wouldn't absolutely stun me if we make it through the entire first round without a quarterback being taken. It's going to kind of depend on who takes what, where, and when. But uh, you've given me this list of rankings. I. I uh, I don't know that I necessarily would rank them this way, but Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh is the guy that you have uh, number Well, that's one. the guy. Let me tell you something. That's the guy with the experience, and that's the guy that somebody's going to gonna gonna take. You know why? Why? You know, when you look at uh, the guys who've won Super Bowls, they've always had 36 games underneath their belt. And and when you when you look at that, he's got that. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they should draft him and have him walk across, you know, right across the field. And and he's the guy that that, that could turn him around. He has the but makings. I know that they're gonna they're gonna take Malik out of uh, Liberty, and and he is not the guy. Let, let me tell you something. That's just me. I'm just telling you. Liberty is not your guy. Yeah, you know, so it's interesting. These athletic uh, quarterbacks that can run are getting a lot of play in the NFL, and they they don't seem to take it to the next level often. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and uh, R- Russell Wilson. Yeah, but Bowls. you know something? Those guys changed their game. Yeah, they could they could do a drop back and throw, or they could they could roll out. You know what I mean? And and they become like a a a, a Fran Tarkenton of a modern day. And yeah. and when you look at that, you know something. These guys today they can't do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. All they want to do is tuck and run. Well, you yeah. can't tuck and run in the NFL. You just cannot, and and that's what they're doing, and it's it's, you know, it's just BS. Yeah, guys, guys that guys that win Super Bowls are in the pocket unless absolutely necessary. It's a pretty much standard absolutely. standard because, thing. You know something, how do you stay healthy? And, I don't know. And you watch what the Denver Broncos do this year with Russell Wilson. Interested to see. Hey, you have five on this list. We don't have time. So really your third is uh, the last guy that I think is going to make any impact. There, There's a possibility that for the Sam Howell out of North Carolina could could potentially also make some noise. But Matt Corral oh, is yeah. an That's interesting. A Matt, That's a sleeper. Yeah, Matt Corral is an interesting pick. He, uh, he looks like a guy that could play in the NFL and uh, – Someone's going to take him, and I don't know if he'll start right away. But we'll the the jury's still out on him. I, I look forward to it. He he had he slipped up a little bit in college, and 
didn't make as much noise as a lot of people thought he so would. So you're talking about Sam Howell, No, right? I'm talking about and Matt Corral. I'm not talking about Sam Howell. Sam Howell was at a team that oh, he was never going to be able boy. to. Oh, that's the Ole Miss boy. Yeah, Matt Ole And Miss. you know something? Hey, he's good. Uh, uh, Corral is really good. He's a sleeper, too. And the other guy that's really a sleeper is Sam Howell out of North Carolina. Yeah, I look forward I to mean, seeing what both a, of those guys do. Those two guys are, are sleepers, and whoever picks them up is, is going to be smart because they can they can really motivate them and, and, and really train them in, in the right way. And that's what you need when you're coming out. All right, man. Well, we got to take a break here. We'll be back right after this on Mouthing Off all over the world. Mouthing Off will be right back. Don't touch that dial. back with mouthing off all over the world with fast eddie mansfield it's been a fun one eddie oh man has it are you kidding me you know congratulations to uh kansas and your boy who albert pujols what'd he do he's coming back for a 22nd consecutive opening day game although you think he should play in the field well that is uh left to be yes, seen that's me yeah, yeah right i don't I, disagree yeah. with you on that Right. I mean, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna tie a record, you know, you need to stand up on in, on first base. That's where he's known from. Yeah, it's first base. So you know, you need to go step it up a little bit. You know, something because I have all the respect in the world for Albert Pujols. He's one of the greatest uh, ball players of all time and Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And first ballot. You know something. Hey, what about my buddy, Tiger Woods? It's so exciting for golf to have Tiger Woods back in the fold. They are going to get a a ratings boom, and uh, it's going to be exciting to watch. I think that a lot of eyes are going to be on the Masters, and it's going to be because of the fact that Tiger Woods is playing. They've got a lot of young names coming in, and it's been exciting in golf, but nothing brings people to golf like Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is the man. You know something? They can say what they want. Bottom line is, I am so proud of Tiger. And and you know something? If he didn't believe that he could actually win, he wouldn't be there. And so wouldn't that be the greatest thing for Goff if Tiger Woods wins the Masters, the 86th Masters? That would be exciting, Eddie. It's been fun. we got to run. See you next week.